Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters. About however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the second hour of the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 5.01 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go check in with Captain Mike Jeffcoat this morning and see what kind of uh, outdoor activities he's participating in this morning. Jeffcoat, what's up, man? Oh, I don't know. Probably about 28 here. 28 up there? That's a little chilly, isn't it? (laughs) Pretty good frost, but we ain't got no wind. That's a big plus, so. Same here. No wind on the coast either this morning. It's yep. calm all over the state. How about that? Supposed to get up. Yeah, we're going to crane hunt this morning, so I hope it goes blowing a little bit. You could not hunt yesterday. Yeah, we could Canadian goose hunt yesterday. How'd that go? Oh, it was. Um, we killed thirty-five Canadian four geese. So I guess it was four right. what speckled bellies. No, no snows. Snows. I could, you Canadian. kind of broke yeah. up. I didn't hear you. Yeah. Well, we had 65 Canadians, so pretty good, 65 huh? 65 Canads. That's piling them up yeah. there, bud. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, you just no, you couldn't get them picked up quick enough. Here come another two or three hundred. So it was a, a blast, so. No, that's all about shaking. They call them in right in your lap up there, don't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Rustin. That was his first time on that kind of deal. And he uh, he was right <laughs> next to me in a lay down. I could feel him vibrate nowhere. Because, you know, <laughs> that circle over wouldn't be 10 foot of buggy. <laughs> Swing back around, get a little bit of wind. Right when he got about. 15, 20 of them on the ground, and the next bunch would come through. He said, I'd kill them. So it was cool. Man, that's got to be fun. Yeah. Like I said, in your lap. Any graders? So, no, didn't kill no graders yesterday. Just bumblebees? Most of them great. Yeah. They, most of them stay in town. I, you know, they. Uh, I talked to a guy, and he's a cool young man, and he, uh, he said, no. Most of them Canadians stay in town, play on the golf course, and I'll go up there and play with them. Wow. Said, I understand. So. Well, they can mess up a golf course, too, man. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. <clears throat> you know, I was at a place in Wyoming. No, when it was Colorado years ago. My wife was asked to spark. And we was staying at a place on the golf course. And my God, there was three hundred. Woke up one morning, looked at there's three hundred elk on the golf course. I'm going, hmm, but that's oh. a shitty. I shouldn't. Have. But that wasn't wife. fun ever. Yeah, no, I, I, I caught myself. Well, you had to beat yeah. me. <clears throat> that's so, uh, bear with me. We're trying to get out the door here. We got a pretty good drive this morning. So, hang on just a second. Hey, right. Russell. 
Well. Going hunting. You still with me? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I got you. Got me boots, I think. <clears throat> I didn't think we was leaving quite this quick, but we are. Yeah, usually them goose hunts are kind of banker's hours. Yeah, but we ain't goose hunting this morning. We saying hell grain hunting this morning. Okay. Well. So, but like I said, we got about a 45 minute drive, too, so. Well, he must have scouted yesterday afternoon and found them a ways off. Got to go get them. Yes, absolutely. Do they use that? They use any crane decoys or anything like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Set up a crane, kind of like throwing a goose bread. Pretty similar. Yeah, hang on just a second. Hey, All let right. me have them up here. Well, what'd you do with them, Rustin? What'd you do? <laughs> Got somebody riding back up. No, yeah. Let me have him boots. No, let me have him. I got room. No, no, I'm good. All right, I'm back, Mickey. Is it uh, dry up there? Uh, we had some rain when we got here on Thursday. It started raining on me by the time we got here. It pretty much rained all night here in Lubbock, right. where we're, the lodge is at. But we went, oh, nearly an hour drive yesterday morning to shoot them geese. Because mm-hmm. usually this time of year, uh, those fields are real dry, no mud or anything. Yeah, and that's what I was dreading. And in fact, I had my waders in the truck because I wasn't getting caught up. And um, but no, we got out there about thirty miles. West of Lubbock, and it hadn't rained much. Matter of fact, it was just perfect. Right. I mean, the ground was packed down just enough and wasn't sticking to you. So, no, it made Good. for a great hunt. Only thing yesterday morning was was decking them ice on the overpasses. They did not prepare for it. And I'm telling you, it was hairy. Slippery? Sand them down? No. They didn't spray them or nothing. I don't know. They just... I guess it caught them by surprise. Right. But, um, no, they shut. Matter of fact, we was going by university there on the freeway. There was fire trucks, police cars everywhere, shutting overpasses down. And so we uh, finally got out of town. There wasn't no overpasses. So we drove four-wheel drive for quite a ways. So. I'll be darned. Yeah. Um, Boy, I'm dreading that if know. it ever comes down to the coast. No. Uh-huh. It's a shutdown here. It's bumper car city. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how cold is it supposed to get there next weekend? What's that? How cold is it supposed to get in the Houston area next weekend? Uh, it's supposed to get down in the low 30s, I thought. Let me look at it yeah. again and see if they've revised it any, but yeah. uh, on that extended forecast. Yeah, they're no, talking about uh, polar up here. Actually, uh, Tuesday morning, it's supposed to be 36 in Houston. And then uh, next weekend, Friday's 35, then 42 Saturday, 38 Sunday, and 37 Monday. Huh. With well, that wind, stuff so. that's going to hit up here ain't going to make it down there. No, nah, it's not going to get as cold as they had anticipated. You know, I keep seeing these posts all over social media about some big polar vortex going to hit towards the end of January, but I uh, hope they're wrong on that one. Yeah, me too. We don't need that. Yeah, well, it's just coast. like all the gloom and doom on that rain they keep talking about every weekend or right. once a week, and we ain't been getting it. <laughs> so, I don't know how much y'all get yesterday morning. Man, I think I got close to three inches over my way, so that's the last two three events. Three little, Yeah, that's a little over five inches in the last two events, so I'm, uh, huh. I'm saturated. I got, I got water standing everywhere. Huh. Maybe I've got some ducks in the river bottom now. You might. You know, a lot might. of that rain went up your way through there. Huh. All right. You just might Other have than that, I ain't, I ain't got no fishing reports. I ain't many people fishing, you know, just trying to get started back up. And right. Now here the weather is. And i got a group supposed to fish next Friday, Saturday offshore, and it ain't looking real good. So it's not looking good, is it? Pretty good no, north winds are calling for too. So, 
Yeah. That's not looking good. I could tell them we'll make a call on Monday what we're going to do. So. Sure. Well, that's but, the game you play, uh, buddy, and the business you're in. Oh, absolutely. You know, Especially and it's where like you're at. And it's, a, you know, it's a big deal yeah. for people to come in from out of town and come down there and, you know, fish with you and stay at the lodge and all. And it's, uh, you got to make calls way ahead of time. Yeah. You know, I was talking with this boy that runs this operation here, and port owner, and he's fortunate, you know, they're booked every day. I mean, they have no open. There's a waiting list to get into this joint. And uh, they've had a good year, you know, like I said, just mild weather kind of. Right. Just finally got that little bit of cold weather start to come. So, but, it, you know, it's starting to wrap down now. So, well, it hadn't been too warm and it hadn't been too cold. It's really been a nice, nice you know, winter so far for us. Yeah. Statewide. Yeah, you couldn't tell that at my house. There ain't got a bottle of cord of wood. <laughs> so, she's rough on that fireplace. Hey, can't blame her. And women yeah. like to stay warm, buddy. Yeah, they do. Don't let them feet get cold. Nope. Well, I hope y'all have but, a good shoot today. That's uh Crane hunting is just, uh, it's a whole different ball game. It's it's a lot yeah. of fun. Well, it's like I told all the guys, you know, we got a pretty good sized group and um you know, them geese, you gotta be hit on them geese, but you gotta be double hit when it comes to these cranes. Oh yeah. It's a whole different game. I got a listener just texted in wanted me to ask you a question. Said, Ask Mike what size shot do you use for those cranes? Uh I'm shooting number twos on them. Twos, yeah, we yeah, always shot BBs and twos. Yeah, I mean, and you know, the way these boys put them in your lap here, you know, yeah, you trying to hit you them anyhow. So right, that makes a lot of difference. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna shoot my four ten this morning. And, You're gonna shoot a four ten at Cranes. <laughs> yep. yep, they are well, bringing they them, them in up. close. <laughs> yeah, well, you gotta stay in mind and reach out there too. Though it's just a right. An amazing gun, you know. I've, you know, been able to witness, you know, squirrel hunting as much with it as I have. I can reach up top one of them trees with it. Holds a good pattern, then. Yeah, it holds a great pattern. And what 410 are you shooting? 1100. 1100? That's what I thought. Yeah. Boy, those are scarce as hen's teeth. Yeah, they are. Now, if you ever run across one, let me know. I'd like to have one. Somebody, who called me? Crocker yeah. called me, and I think Scott Clare did, too. They both found one, but they wasn't worth the money that they was wanting for them. Right. But, but, uh, they oh, are yeah. hard to come by. And, yeah, and they are. I, 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 don't, I don't know of anybody that's making one new right now. So. No. No. Uh, I think the last one that was making a new one was Browning. Browning was? They were. And so, I don't know. I think Benelli fooled with it. But, you know, once wow. that pandemic kid, they ain't making a lot of things. There's like four ten shells. They ain't making a lot of four ten shells. And when you find them, it blows my mind. They're seven and a half, eights and nines. And, you know, I don't even know why they're tooling up to. You know, this is them. I mean, it's way past upland birds. So, you know, if you're shooting upland birds now, you're shooting big birds. So you shoot them on those seven and a half, eight and nine. No, you don't. You know, so, but it's the same thing. You know, all through the when the shells started coming back, even twelve gauge. That's what was on on the shelves. Right. You know, so it's hard to find any small. I mean, big lead and. Like even in a twelve gauge, I know it. <laughs> you get them sixes, you better hold on to them. Yeah, take care of them. Well, and you know, I've shot fives all my life mm-hmm. since they started making them. You know, I, most of my guns all shoot fives good, and you just don't see fives anymore. No, you really don't. Sure don't. You know, I think I got one or two boxes left. I stockpiled them a long time ago. I ain't got many left. All right, buddy. Well, Mike, I hope y'all have a good shoot, man. I'm glad y'all are having a good time. Tell Rusty and everybody hello. How's that grandson warming up to this? He like uh, that? Oh, uh, he's addicted. 
was ruined. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Good way to ruin them, though. All right, buddy. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming over to Venice Fishing with you, how they get a hold of you, Mike? Eight three two three three eight nine three seven six. Catch us on the web at RJ Fishing. All right, my friend. Well, y'all have a good shoot. Be safe. You too, Mickey. Later. All right. Thanks, man. Later. All right. That's Captain Mike Jeffcoat of Lubbock Crane hunting this morning. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. They're easy to find. They're right in downtown Belleville. It's a short drive from Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. And uh, every week they're always featuring a, a you know, a, a special blend of sausage. You can try it before you buy it there in the store. And they have a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And they have pulled pork, homemade hot dogs, the best brisket sandwich you'll ever eat. And wild game processing, second to none. The best I've found yet. Been using them over 16 years. Uh, check out their Vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs. They're making homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. You can bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. The processing facilities open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., and the Belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on the Saturday morning. It's 520 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run down and we've chased him down. Jake found him. Captain James Plog. No telling where he's at this morning. Plog, talk to me. Yo, Mick. What's up, buddy? What's buddy? <laughs> Nothing, man. You back home yet? Yeah, I just got home last night. Did you? I figured yeah. you were back in town. <laughs> yeah, I just got back. Hang on, man. My old phone's dying. Everything's going bad here. Well, let me plug in here a minute. I was talking to Cameron. He just called. And I said, yeah. hang on, man. Here's Mickey calling. I'll call you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're back fishing. He, he said they caught... Uh, and he said they had like 16 people on the boat. They caught 16. six or seven sails. And yeah, they had a crew. <laughs> had a big Good crew. Good Lord. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't even really like six people in the world, much less I 16. Know. How do you, how do you <laughs> manage to do things with 16 people on a boat? Oh, it's crazy, man. He said they had a good time. So right there until the day, they saw saw a couple of marlins and caught one. So they had six or seven sails and a, and a marlin. So they had a good they had a good day. Yeah, kind of slowed did. down a little bit, but still, anytime you can catch six or seven sailfish in a morning. Well, last week they lit them up pretty good. They had one trip it was pretty awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they had seventeen out of twenty four on sales and uh, two black marlins. Dang, and double black marlin day. And I think the next day they, man, same deal. Like you know, 15 for 20 on sales. I think they caught a blue one. I know they caught a blue one. He jumped all up in the dredge, tore the dredge all up. So it sounded like it's pretty good. Right. When you get on the next tournament, man, the Rockstar maybe starts next week. <laughs> next week, I think, is the Rockstar. What is today? Right. I don't even know what today is. Today's the 6th. Yeah, it's coming up, man. That's week. <clears throat> That's week for sure. That'd be that'll be a hundred boats and well over a million dollars in it. <clears throat> and the dailies are going to play, man. The dailies will play. I don't know, two hundred grand for a daily. Right. So yeah, it's uh, That's sneaking up. I've there, got buddy. It. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, the who's who are all down there right now, man. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, man. I forgot, man. It's already that late January, man. It's it's going off. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I was gonna stand in there and poke on them a little bit, but 
I may go back. I'm probably done, no man. I've hunted a lot this year, so <clears throat> fished up. It was Kenny and them duck hunted yesterday morning. They killed some nice ducks, Ned. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw some pretty good straps yesterday. I put your snorkel on and hunt them up. Well, they were just hunting the tanks. Uh, oh, down you know. where they're at, yeah. Yeah, right there. On, we got four or five tanks here on Alice. That's why I'm going duck. I ain't going duck hunting. I ain't got no waders, and I ain't going duck hunting. And uh, they come by me on the way to the house yesterday. They had some nice ducks. They said they missed a lot, too, but they had they had good good strap of ducks. Dude, I don't know how much it rained. I mean, it rained in Alice. I mean, it was we had more rain than what I thought. It was pretty muddy. I mean, I hunted in rubber boots and all that good stuff. But I come home, and I get a little bit on our side of Victoria. Right. It come a flood. Oh, I'm telling you. Well, How much did it rain? I don't know. I didn't well, I got three that. inches out my way, and I don't. You know, I I hadn't seen any higher rain. To, most everybody got at least two, is what I'm thinking. Yeah, man, all that stuff. You know, El Campo, Warden. You know, back toward Victoria, Retirio. I mean, bro, it's it's some water now. Yeah, that uh, there was a pretty good glob, a big long line of it, and it was moving real slow through that area. It stayed there a while. Well, it, it took forever to get through here, too. Yeah, well, see, we got the tail end up there now. It's about 1 o'clock. I said, man, what is that? You know, you know, you don't used to hear a lot of rain there in Alice. And I said, man, it's raining. Now, I didn't know it rained that much, but, you know, anytime you walk outside in South Texas and it's pumped up, you had some rain. You know, we had some puddles. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So Kenny said, I don't think it rained that much. I said, man, I'm telling you, dude, we got some puddles. I think it rained pretty hard. So I took the took – the, one of the rangers and i took off and you know i'm right down in road just said no man we had a bunch of rain i'm to get stuck somewhere out here it didn't move in birds around much did it no uh well yeah my first place of hunting i stayed about eight fifteen. it was no good i mean there was bird but you know not not nothing good and i said man let me go check this other place and i went and check this other place and it was crazy man yeah we're you know backs up right to a sesame seed field and mm-hmm. we shot them in there a bunch and we kind of run them off and uh, they was back in there yesterday so yeah it was uh pretty good. What are you so, shooting, Doug? Uh, you still toting your twenty eight gauge? I shoot my twenty eight some days. I shot my twelve yesterday morning because it was real windy. You know, it was windy right. and blowing. It's hard enough. I ain't been shooting too good anyway. They for yesterday I shot pretty good. And when it's calm, you know, and in the evenings, I'll shoot that 28 gauge. Right. You know, I shot my 28 gauge one day. One morning, it was calm. It was pretty, and I shot the 28. <laughs> I was talking to, get to Jeff all... Goat before you, and he's he's goose hunting and crane hunting with a, with a 410. Really? But Jeff Goat can shoot. I, I can't shoot no more, man. I used to shoot pretty good. When I crush my old face in, I ain't been able to really shoot. I can have my days, but I'm not good. If I'm shooting cranes and what's moving with a 410, you just go ahead and deliver them to me. I ain't going to hit them. Well, I'll never forget that morning you uh, crushed your face in. I was sitting there waiting to put in behind you and watched you launch that boat, and that wind channel hit you. You were you were going in circles like a headshot coot. Man, dude, that was on that, that boat was ramp. Not... It knocked you smooth down. I can't believe it didn't knock you completely out. Well, I thought it was. I crawled off in the water. That was there. a bad deal, man. <laughs> yeah, that was too fun. <clears throat> but yeah, ever since what then, did, you know, what I did never... break your orbital eye socket? Oh yeah, it crushed the whole side of my face in there. Uh, That's like getting hit by Mike Tyson right there, buddy. Man, I just remember when we that uh, Kevin. Then he took me to the little hospital in Anahuac. And yeah, where you, where you and Pete or you and Mac took me when I had that big exactly. giant hook <laughs> buried in my <laughs> yeah. Same hospital. And we rolled in there. i never forget. Kevin had a brand new truck. It was brand new. Brand new. Like, you spells news to have a paper tag there. I hadn't seen him in a while. Yeah, he's still hanging around. So uh, I still get in that truck. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah, he's got his little rent house and stuff, but... Uh, yeah, you know, because I fished up there a little bit this year, so I saw Kevin quite a bit. And uh, we always laugh about it. I never forget. I don't know why I remember this. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. My hands up inside his window. The whole side of the window and all that, his truck, carpet's all solid blood. 
And I knew it was a new truck. Somebody asked him, how many miles you got on his truck? He said 141, and I never forgot that. Because <laughs> they took me to that hospital in, and he drug me off in there, and that doctor come in there, and he finally walked out there and said, son, this ain't where you need to be. And I said, man, this, no. this ain't looking too good. No, anyway. That, that's like going to a veterinary clinic over there. Yeah, that was kind of a, that's kind of a mess. That was a but I had my days. Oh, I hated me and Dana and all of us, I hated driving off from there and going fishing while we didn't know anything about what was going on with you. And it just, that was just not, that was a bad deal, man. That was kind of messed up. And then that guy that was running that deal. Uh, yeah, that, was, I kind of got disconnected with all that mess. And, yeah. you know, yeah. we threw everybody else in our boats. You know, your crew, we spread them out and took them. And it, uh we're trying to yeah, make that was, happen, and we did a good job yacht. for him. We caught fish and, and everything sure went did. according to Hoyle, and but uh, it was just a, it was just a messed up deal, you know. And it was you know really it was my fault, <clears throat> but you know that's why it, you can't really let nobody try to help it, you. It wasn't your fault. The day before. It was accidents happen, man. I mean that's it, that's the business we're in. You just never know when something like that's going to happen. Yeah, to this day, people say, "Hey, man, let me help you. Let me hook you up." I said, "No, no, no, man. Look, just we're good. I, I got it, man. You know, I do this every day. Not that you know, I don't want your help. It just, I got it. You know, I got my pattern. Let us do it." But uh, yeah, I mean, that's the hardest I ever been hit. I didn't know what happened, man. It took them Costa Del Mars and it cut that, it cut that lens and that side of that glass like you cut it with a knife. Yep. And that's what a lot of that blood stuff was, and that glass went all in my eye and stuff. Right. You know? It's kind of nasty. That's all right, man. I survived it. I remember that time uh, in one of the McLean tournaments. Remember, we used to have every year for Leon. Yeah. And, uh, the crew I had, we were. Uh, I had a good crew. I mean, they they were good with topwaters out of the boat. But man, we fiddled around there, and one guy ended up with a super spook in his stomach. He, uh, I netted that big trout for him, and he got it up there, and then it started flopping. So he just put it against his stomach, and then buried the hook in his stomach. We like never got that out. He was squealing. And that's uh, a bad spot in your belly. Yeah, I never thought it about is. I had belly. I had a redfin buried in my belly with a big old giant trout with old Joe Petty and David Faust one day wading over at Dollar. But I got it out and got the big trout on a stringer. But, uh, yeah, because a lot of that skin moves right there. It you know, does. Gotta... It's weird. And you think, man, did that go deep enough to punch an intestine? <laughs> that <laughs> that wouldn't be good. But uh, I, I numbed him out with ice. I just made him sit down, and uh, I got the trout off the hook, and and uh, I got my dikes out and cut the, the uh, split ring, so he's just got the hook in there. And I said, just hold this bag of ice on there and just numb it out till you can't feel nothing, till you can't stand it. I just reached in there with a pair of pliers, needle nose, and just popped it right out. And, popped uh, it out. It wasn't. It wasn't ten minutes later. I remember it was foggy that morning, and I couldn't wear my sunglasses. And I'm, you know, when you're netting a fish, you're looking right down at it, getting his head to go in there. And and one guy was bringing a about a six pounder up with a super spook, and that thing flew out of that trout's mouth and hit me right in the eyelid. Luckily, I closed my eyes, but the hook you know, got my eyelid and my eye socket, it all filled up with blood. And when I opened my eye, I couldn't see out of it. And I thought I was blind. I thought the hook got me an eyeball. You talk about panic mode. And, right. But uh, yeah, that's, that's a problem about not wearing your glasses. But I, sometimes, you know, held man. the, held the eye socket, eyelid open and poured water in it. And then I could see it and I knew I was okay, but I still got, you know, a scar, a whole scar on top of my eyelid right there where that hook went in it. Pretty crazy. Man, I think about them G kids, everybody bringing them fish up there, and everybody gets in a hurry, you know, yoking yes. on them right there by the boat. And then G kids go to flying out, or they flip them in a boat, and they leave about two foot of line out. So, look, man, look, two <laughs> things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to break that rod. And number two, that thing's going to jump out and hit me in the face, man. Don't really believe you about six well, foot of line flip out there. It we'll in, get just, it. Uh, when the fish hits the floor, just drop your rod tip to the fish. That way you don't have any tension on it, and then nobody gets hit in the head with a flying hook, you know, and jig Exactly, but it's a lot worse when you we used to throw a lot more hard baits and super spooks like you're talking about out of the boat with treble hooks. That's, oh, that even man. gets, you know, kind of more nasty. Well, I remember the earlier days, boy, everybody was getting hooked. Crazy. <laughs> 
<laughs> we were sending it, wasn't we? Hey, remember I that did. bait they come out with years ago called a gotcha? Remember that for flounder? Had that little tiny number 10 treble hook. Oh, yeah, had that it. little treble hook on the back. For I, sure. I said they named this bait right because it's got you all this morning. Every one of you's ended up with that hook in your hand. Hey, you know, that they was a terrible little I'm bait. Throwing, I'm throwing a bass assassin, you know, my kind of deal, catching them, but they got to throw the gotcha, man. Short strikes. We catch them all. Well, they'd catch them with the front hook, the straight hook, and then they'd reach down there to grab that bait, and that trout would start shaking. And when they go to grab the fish, and that, that back hook, that little, you know, saw plastic bait would be jiggling, and it would grab them right in the top of the hand every single time. I said, take that junk off, man. I think if a fish is biting, he's going to get your bait. It ain't that yeah. big. He ain't going to nip up on it. He's going to come get it. <clears throat> he's going to come get it. Those little, like, there was some other bait that had a hook dangling. That was a different thing than hook. I don't. I don't like this stuff. No. I mean, if you miss one, you get another one when you can't get but five of them. <laughs> and right. that little, that little, old, that was a little bitty. What was that? Remember a little 10 treble hook that was hanging behind that thing? Yeah, it was a little number 10. Well, the good thing about it, it was easy to pull out. It didn't have much barb on it. And I could just pop it right out with some pliers. And... Yeah, that's true. I had to pull a hook out of Pender's hand this year. He called me. Say, man, where you at? I said, man, I'm up north just a little bit. You get a hook out? I said, yeah. <laughs> I can get one out. I said, who's it in? He said, it's me. I said, oh, man. I said, look, I'm going to leave right now, and I'll, I'll beat you halfway. Right. And I took, man, we, we had just started catching them. I mean, we're like banging on them. Like, I told Sam, I said, man, I got to go do this. I told him I would. And I put my jug out, and then I pulled the hook up, my troll motor down there. And you know yourself, that that's over. Me ain't going to come back. But maybe. Yeah, that's hard to get, get on them twice, man. Yeah, ain't going to do it. Ain't going to happen. So I met him down the road there a little bit. And <clears throat> we got the hook out. BS a little bit. He already had it ready to go. Got my little tool ready. Bam, we popped it out. We sit there and BS just a little bit. So this whole time is like 25 minutes. Not 30, but close. So I go back over there, and I troll motor up that jug, get past it. The current was kind of going out, so I'm trying to get right, get the hook out. And I said, there ain't no way. Sam throws out there, hits the water, first cast, got one. I said, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> we sit there and catch another 30. I said, I tell you what, I've done a lot of stuff. This don't ever happen. Let's get out of here, man. I said, there's no way these fish are going to keep biting. Yeah. But that's, that's what happened when there's a lot of them. I'm telling you. Let me knock this break out, man. We'll talk about some more. Well, let's get all hooked up this morning. I'll be right back. Hey, go ahead, bud. All right, yeah. buddy. Well, you know, Boyd's One Stop, they're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse. Croker's located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. And if you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's from their tanks to your live well. That bait's as good as it can possibly be, and there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. You can check them out firsthand at the store. They have them on display, or you can call Jason for more info at 281-701-8107. And check out all their shrimp specials and their wild-caught guff shrimp. There are no farm raised at Boyd's. It's all quality guff seafood. Whether you're looking for the big U10s, the 912s, 1518s, what have you, they've always got them. Great price, great availability, and... Check them out at boydsonestop.com, or you can call the store at 409-945-4001. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Captain Mickey here for the Miralure Little John. And uh, what it is, it's a one of the hottest soft plastic baits I've chunked in years. The Miralure Little John, it's a three-and-three-quarter-inch soft plastic twitch bait. It throws like a bullet into the wind or downwind. It doesn't matter. Just attach it to a jig head, whether you're wading or fishing out of a boat, and the Little John is lethal on speckled trout, redfish, and flounder. And the Little John's injected with a secret fish-catching scent. It has a darting action. It makes it irresistible to game fish, and the Little John is so tough and durable, one bait can last for days. I've caught dozens of trout on one particular bait. The Little John comes in 14 popular fish-catching colors. It produces results day in and day out. That's the Miralure Little John. You can look for them wherever. 
tackle is sold. Remember, folks, nothing catches fish like Miralure. Go to Miralure.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. They'd rather give you a song than diamonds or gold. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, let's go back and talk some more with Captain Plog. All right, James, we're back, man. Yeah, man. I look at the water temperature. Like it's like 56, 7, 54, yeah. 55, all around there. Perfect. It's cold in Alice this morning. It was 40. I just looked. It was 43 there. It's like 49 here at my house. Yeah. It's, uh, I saw during the break on my phone, it came up, uh, Rapala VMC a company they compl- they completed that acquisition of thirteen fishing so yeah that yeah I knew that was going down bought out by Rapala yeah I, I knew it was going to go down what January I think January first yeah was a was a was a deal yeah that came up on Google uh, they own VMC too Rapala yeah. uh, Rapala I've always uh-huh. called Rapala I always call them Rob Rapala Rapala. We're from the South, man. We we speak different <laughs> language down here. <laughs> Whatever I'm saying probably ain't right. It's a rapala, David. Rapala. <laughs> what they used to make, we used a lot. Oh, I guess they made the skitter wall. It's good. They made what? The skitter walk. That was good. I don't know what else. <clears throat> what else well, did they I'm going to hear it? some good talk out of old Cliff Webb this morning when I get him at the top of the hour. What's Cliff you got going? Hell, Man, in his right hand, he's holding the horns of a really nice eight-point buck. Well, it's got a split, it's got a split brow tine on the uh, right main beam that is uh, pretty impressive. Man, that's cool. That guy fires me lot. up when I talk to him, man. <laughs> Cliff stays fired up, don't he? He does. He's something else. We he's, saw a lot uh, of deer. Actually, Kenny was taking the owner's wife. There's a really good deer up there in front of the ranch. He was taking the owner's, not to his wife, he's taking the owner's daughter. Right. Yesterday afternoon, they, they didn't dove hunt. They, they, were, they were trying to hunt this deer. It's a, it's a good one. It's, you know, 160-inch deer. There you go. That's a good deer That's on the low fence. Yeah, he didn't call me. I don't know. I, I guess he would have sent me a picture or call me if they got him. But <clears throat> we've been seeing a lot of deer. I told you I well, saw one Well, the best hunts have been in the mornings. You know, the, the evening hunts have been off. You really? I noticed that. Well, our, you know, when I was first down there, the evening hunts were about equal to the mornings, you know, the amount of deer you saw and the mature deer. But uh, as that we got behind that moon, that evening hunted, hunt faded, which is really just opposite of fishing. Our, our best fishing's afternoon and evenings, you know, behind the moon. But uh, they were still on that early morning bite down there. Those uh, really? better deer were, were out in the mornings, yeah, a lot more. See, where, all, where a lot of the deer is on this place you know, it, it's all agriculture, but there's a lot of brush. It's 20, 20 I think, 2,400 acres. So it's probably half agriculture and, you know, half brush. Yeah, they got good cover, yeah, to uh, exactly. for and, rest areas. And where yeah. we're hunting, where we're hunting in the evenings, the evening hunt, which is just, it's crazy, man. It's, it's Argentina kind of stuff. You can't kill but 15, but it's <laughs> Argentina. But that's where the deer are at. Mm. and i haven't been there in the morning you know we, we don't go there in the morning time so yeah right. it's probably probably like you say kenny might should have went yesterday morning well that's the reason i don't we think... need to do any dove hunting at blaine's there are just too many deer hunters there and all the good dove areas where we normally dove hunt we couldn't because people were in stands close to there we don't want to ruin exactly. their deer hunting yeah you don't want to blaze them up but i sure was on them warm afternoons i was sure wanting to make a dove hunt man Oh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I saw a couple of quail yesterday morning. I was moving from spot to spot, and I was going to blast them, but they they kind of went half went on our place and half went on other other piece of property there. And I'm like, you know what, them quail ain't bothering me. I'm gonna let them do their deal. I, that's the first covey I seen. You know, we had a bunch. Well, you of know, I uh, I saw quite a few paired up again while I was at Blaine's. Really? See them in pairs. You see some, you know, big cubbies. I saw one, one covey of blues. There had to be twenty five birds in that covey. 
No, no. kids. So Blaine's got bobs and blues over there. Oh, yeah. He's got it all. That's cool. Them old blue quill, they're tough, man. Yeah. I'll, that's something I will shoot on the ground in a heartbeat. He comes I out in front of me, you. I can get to him, I blast him. I used to look like a man when I take him uh, three inch number nines down there and they get to running down that Cinder and wouldn't fly. I'd shoot right through the, I'd flock shoot right through the middle of him. It looked like you rolled a bowling ball through him, quail flopping all over the place. <laughs> hey, then blue, if you don't, you ain't going to get many, man. That's it. I ain't proud. Uh, that's good table fare, buddy. Ain't that the truth, bro? That's right there. Blue quail, I got no problem. <clears throat> I, I enjoy him, the sport, but uh, when I'm quail hunting, I'm meat hunting. I'm gonna get my fifteen, and that's uh, we're gonna have that for dinner. Ain't that the truth? What Man, a cliff we call them? Nature's nacho. Nature's nachos. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes on this place, it's been really, really good quail. Kind of like Blaine's place. I mean, you see. Right. Well, that's quail know, country 20, down there. That's good. Area. It is. You see, you see, twenty twenty-five cubbies a day. I mean, mm-hmm. I got pictures all around here, Colin, Cameron, you know, I was always either dove hunting or fishing, going somewhere else, but uh, they, they had some really good quail years, and some years like right now, it's no good. There was some quail year before last, there's probably, you know, 10 cubbies we could go find. Right. But I talked to Greg Scott, their ranch is out there in Vernon, and uh, he said they've had a way above average year on quail out there in Vernon. Well, that's good. He said yeah, he said their quail hunt's been just exceptional. So that's good. They ain't all, they ain't all dead. Blaine seems like he's always got them. Yeah, even when the state's <laughs> suffering, you know, and he gets guys that come in from all over the country, and they just, you know, they've never shot wild quail. They're always, you know, into all that pin raised stuff, you know. Right. And, uh, they just, they can't believe the difference in the taste and the skills in shooting, you know, it's a little different when a pin raised bird flushes versus a wild bird. You better get on them wild ones quick. Well, first off, you don't know where the wild one's coming from. Second, right. pin raised, and I've done it a few times. You can't. Okay, he's running there. There's three or four of them, and you're ready Maybe to kick go. that bush a little harder. Maybe they'll come out of there. <laughs> yeah, them wild South Texas quail, you don't know where they come from. First hey, they may run on you. the ground for 50 yards before they ever flush. Get a cut of Man, you gotta really slow down and take your time or you won't you won't cut a feather. No. They scare one you. They bird like at a time. Re- get on one and stay on him and then go to the next one. That's it. Because they do the exception they're really going somewhere. They're really pretty slow. Right. You know, they really are. You, you get on them a little bit. That hunting does yesterday in that wind, we had a wicked come. I don't know what we had, like a northwest wind or something. It was right. It was getting it yesterday, and it was it, it got pretty pretty sporty yesterday. Actually, I didn't kill fifteen. I think I killed thirteen. Yeah, you want to test your skills and hunt them dove birds in the high wind. That's uh, you, you better you better be on your game. Yeah, my skill was not too. I couldn't get I couldn't get fifteen, but because I I started somewhere <laughs> else, and it was you know me. I'm trying to get that fifteen and. It, and then I moved, and this where I should have been to start. I started to go there first thing. I said, man, I need to go right there. He said, no, nah, I'm going to do that. And then I said, man, I'm going to walk in that field. It's going to be muddy. It ain't going to be no good. Anyway, I go, and I, I said, okay, man, 8.15, I'm gone. So 8.15, I said, I'm out of here. So it took me about 10 minutes to get to where I was going. When I got there, there's swirling. They're flying out of the trees right behind the sesame seed field. And I said, yeah, I messed right. up. So I lost about, you know, for sure 30 minutes, you know, Sunrise was seven twenty four. From I lost about forty five minutes of shooting. Right. And when they quit yesterday, a lot of times they'll go in there, and then if you hang tight, they'll come out of there a little bit. You know, trickle out, go to roost. Mm-hmm. But they didn't trickle out yesterday. I stayed eleven o'clock. So now I'm going home. Y'all got me this time. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know much about fishing. Anybody catch? They got some kind of tournament this weekend. Somebody said. Well, you got. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's going on in Galveston. I know uh, Matagorda has that one. You know Chad's tournament, yeah. that Trout Master Series, and uh, and there's a tournament at Conroe this weekend. I mean, you, you used to never see tournaments in January. Remember, back in no. the day, you just uh, wasn't a whole lot of pressure. Well, they run out, out of there. weekends, man. You, you got to go 
toward summertime or you got to come back this way because every weekend is taken up with some kind of tournament. So they run out of Sometimes weekend. two and three tournaments in one port, you know. Yeah. And it's tough. But luckily the way, you know, Chad's doing that deal, that release deal, that's that's a good deal. That's the only way to go in my book. I, I saw something. Some Who's this research guy? I don't know where he come from. I don't know if he got some kind of grant to study trout fishing, the tagging guy from the Hart right. Institute. I don't know the guy's name. But it's a big technical deal, man, Dr. So-and-so, whatever his name is. And the whole gist of the deal is, I don't know what they're getting paid or how they're getting their money. I know they nobody's doing nothing for free, okay, or for fun. And basically the gist of it, that catch and release on trout works. Well, you didn't need a study. You didn't no. need a tag. It, it doesn't take a wizard to figure it out. And you're going to know exactly the ones you catch, unless you're an idiot, <laughs> that this one's probably going to die, okay? He's probably going to die. But if you catch 20 and one of them's going to die, you did a good job. You throw them all back. You, sure. you don't need research to do that. We already know they moved. You know, I told them they moved 100 years ago, or y'all did. Now it's common. Oh, yeah, and trout travel. Yeah, for real. Yeah, no, they okay. do migrate a little bit. How about that? You don't need a grant. You don't need to pay me to figure it out. I don't know. It's just a big blown-up deal. No, I don't it's like a, a metal arc, you know, a field arc. They call it. They classify it as a migratory game bird or whatever. And it does. It migrates from one side of the highway to the other. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I've never seen as many metal arcs in South Texas as there is right now. I've never seen them that thick down there. I mean, they found that's the same thing I call a field lark. Same thing. Yeah, field lark, metal, metal lark. Yeah. Okay. Hey, there's a bunch of them, ain't there? There's millions of them. I said, where did Blaine said he'd never seen them like that before, and he said he's got to yell at his quail hunters all the time. Hey, don't shoot those. Those those are field larks. Don't shoot yeah. them. Hey, they'll throw down on them field logs quick, man. <laughs> like, oh, oh, they oh. will. Boy, you can go to for shooting I, one of them boogers. I was walking to pick up a bird, and, and man, I swore it was a dove. He jumped up, and I swirled down on him. <laughs> it was no field logs. Oh, man, it's your lucky day, field lark. It's your lucky you. day. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I watched about two minutes of this guy, this Dr. So-and-so. I'm like, hey. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I guess this phone and this podcast garbage and all this stuff makes it possible to do that. Because if you didn't have this phone, you didn't have some kind of podcast kind of thing, nobody would care. You're not going to get on TV and talk about that. So you're not going to no. get no grant, and nobody cares. Yeah. And, you know, some now, people you told are me really into that. You know, they like watching that I know, stuff. If, but... if you told me something really interesting – I mean, really, some some stuff. I'm I'm the guy. I'm gonna listen. But you do go through all this dog and pony show to tell me if you turn a trial loose, he's gonna got a really good chance to live. Well, no kidding, dude. I mean, especially in the winter time. Boy, like okay, whatever, man. It's just Old somebody news. wants to talk, 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 man. That's what everyone wants to mm -hmm. be. Somebody. That's true. <clears throat> I concur on that one. Huh? I think that's the uh, truth, buddy. It. Uh... You know, I've seen, uh, I remember in Pepper Cove one year, I, I, well, I didn't ever catch the fish, but I knew it was back there because I missed him a couple of times on the top water, but I'd send a customer back in that corner where that drain came out. I said, hey, keep throwing at that drain. You'll catch a big trout. He's in there. He was living there. And uh, I think we caught him three or four times. He was all he was all butchered up, had scars all over his head from the top water hooks and everything. And we kept yeah. releasing him. And uh, I was going to put a name on him. Well, and, uh, <laughs> Make a pet out of him. Yeah, and uh, he was a pet. Friarmood would come in there a couple of days later and caught it and put it on a stringer. <laughs> oh, if Friarmood got him, that was the end of his hunt. That was, that better was, off playing with got him. That was the end of his ordeal right there, buddy. That was the end of you that fish. You know the fish. biggest thing? That I see that somebody should teach somebody something. If you watch your customers, even guys that fish quite a bit, and I watch them take that fish off. Hey, I need some pliers. I said, let me see the fish, man. And I get the fish. Well, his eyeballs are popping out. I oh, said, look, boy. dude. And I just pop them out with my finger. 
They, yeah, of course, you can put your you know thumb on that jig like. hook and just push it right back out, you know. Yeah, I said, guys, look, man, you can't squeeze these fish. They're going to quit flopping. If you squeeze them <laughs> and, you, and really just get on them, man, they're going to die easy. Push them up again. That's well, why I don't. You I, squeeze I, them I hard enough it. and then my eyeballs start bud, bulging and uh, poop starts coming out of their anal fin. That's a good indication that fish may not make it. You yeah, just put he's got a, a good chance not to make it. So I kind of watch that, and you know, especially because we catch release so much right now. That, hey, dude, just swing them by here. Let me get them all because I know yeah. mine are going to live. <laughs> you know, don't let them hit the floor. I mean, it's just it's, it's common sense stuff, man. That's it. You know, you don't need cramp to study. Well, it. when you you know, and I watch <laughs> these guys working birds, man. They'll just they'll get in them and they'll just start tuna boating them and throwing them in the floor, and then after it's over. They'll reach down and throw all the throwbacks over the side. Those fish don't have a snowball's chance in making it, you know. No, especially because that time of year is usually still kind of warm. You know, you got water temperature to what, mid to low 70s. Oh, yeah. That ain't good. That's doomed. They're doomed. Yeah. All right, buddy. Use common sense. All right, bro. Throw them out a number. Somebody wants to go to the bottom and live the dream (laughs) all in one trip, man. All right, buddy. 409-771-7306. James, have a good one. Talk to you. All right, See you, man. Thanks, bro. Later. Appreciate it. All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 